The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. What's up, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome back to the podcast. We have an all new episode, which means we got an all new guest. And I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a really fun episode because this is a subject I'm completely out of my depth on because I have been married and in a relationship for over a decade. But I have somebody who is an expert on dating. She's a dating guru. She has a website called NYC Date Night, which is pretty awesome. It's like a full comprehensive list of really incredible places to go for every occasion. Her name is Alexis Wolf. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, Alexis. (laughs) Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I have not dated in so long, so I'm just totally clueless when it comes to this. So how, like, how does one even become or decide to become a dating expert? Is it just extensive experience? I mean, yeah, basically, I mean, listen, I still wouldn't really consider myself an expert, but I feel like an expert can be anyone that's like you said, had a lot of experience in the area. So that doesn't mean that, you know, anyone I date will fall in love with me and that my word is gold, but I, was in a relationship in my early twenties. And then I was single for like six years in my twenties. So we broke up, you know, I had little relationships here and there, but we broke up when I was like maybe five years when I was like 25. And then I was single from 25 to 30 basically. And now I have a boyfriend and we live together and all that. But in those five years, I've been on so many dates. Um, and it was just like a roller coaster of, horrible, horrible. And you know, when you're single, it's like when you're in a relationship, it's very, everything's kind of stable and steady. And like, that's what we like about it. Right. But when we're single, it's like, there's such high highs and such low lows. And, um, so yeah, I kind of started my Instagram page while I was single going on all these dates. I just felt like I had a lot to say and I felt like there wasn't a platform for that. So you just were like, you know, I'm going to start chronicling my adventures in dating. And I'm, you know, I've, you were kind of hitting all these different spots around New York and you're like, this would be a great first date spot. Or this is exactly that's like, that's exactly what it was like. So I was a teacher at the time and I wasn't passionate about it. I was just kind of like, I became a teacher when I was in that really serious relationship in my early twenties. And I just kind of thought we were going to get married. He was going to take care of me financially. (laughs) And I was just going to have like my summers off and like, get out of work early. You know, this was way before Instagram or anything like that. And I was like, I'll become a teacher until I have my own kids. And then, you know, I'll be a housewife and whatever. When I was single all those years, I was like, wow, I really can't rely on like that, you know? And I'm so happy I didn't because I would have never been half, like truly happy. It would have, I would have been miserable. But yeah, I was going to all these different places and I just kind of thought it would make a great Instagram. And I was it was something that I could do organically while I was teaching because it was what I was actually doing in my real life. 
So it's like, why don't I, I'm already doing it. You know, I'm already going to all these places all the time. I'm already going on dates. Why don't I document it? <laughs> Would you like document your actual dates? You're like, I went mm-hmm. out with Tim last night and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried not to use the names, but oh, okay. I did, you know, sometimes I did make it a little interesting by being like, oh, I'm going on a first date tonight and like, you know, getting ready with me and like filming the place and I would have my first date, like take a photo of me with like food and, you know, or the drink or whatever. I was like, no shame. And yeah. And then sometimes the day after I would, or I would a lot like recap my date the day after. But once I started getting to a certain level in New York city, I couldn't because I realized that I did one time I did that when I had like over I guess it was at that point, 50,000 followers or something. And then it got back to him because it was enough. It was enough at that point where it was easily getting back to the guys. I mean, was that, did it become like a deterrent? Did you like, were you starting to get known in the the dating scene as like the girl who's (laughs) NYC date night? And like, they were like, Ooh, I don't know. Or a lot of times guys would pretend like they didn't know who, you know, that I, had this Instagram or this vlog and then on the date it would come out being like, yeah, I knew you had this. I was a little nervous or whatever, but I, I kind of had a, I learned to navigate it so that, you know, I didn't get the guys specifically involved in it. I mean, dating sucks. Like it is the worst. And, you know, when I was doing majority of my dating, it was in a world pre social media I mean, there was like uh, Facebook, Facebook yeah. you know, but there was no dating apps or anything like that. So it was just, it was just, you met people, what I would say, like the old fashioned way, you know? Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> well, yeah, you would go out to a bar, you you would meet someone at the gym or, you know, just, just kind of that way. And you wouldn't, you know, stalk their Instagram <laughs> and go back weeks and weeks. Next thing you know, you're on their ex-girlfriends, cousins, pay, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. like a, a slippery slope out there. I imagine, you know, in, in the height of all that and creating this page, it was interesting and challenging. So you create this page. And then at some point are people like, Hey, like, do you know any single guys or asking you for dating advice? At what point does it yeah. start turning into that? So my page started out as like recommending date spots and having some dating tips and all that. Um, then it, you know, as it does in the influencer world, it evolved to like, also like a lifestyle, you know, I bring my followers through my day and all that. Um, because people are very curious about other people's lives, especially like influencers that they follow. It's just like, the curiosity thing. So we, you know, you become close with your followers. And then I, not too long ago, I started, um, there was a time where I was like posting maybe like my brother, like, you know, single, like just random guys that I would be hanging out with. And I would get flooded with DMs from girls in the city being like, is he single? Is he single? Like <laughs> literally flooded. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there are so many single girls in New York city looking for guys. It's like, crazy. So that's why I started, um, my bachelor of the week kind of segment where I have a new single guy. I do it. I was doing it once a week. Now I'm doing it once every other week or kind of whenever I find a good single guy to talk to and I feature them on my stories. And then I go do an Instagram live with them on that following Wednesday night where single girls tune in and like we set them up kind of. 
That's so cute. So is it just guys or is it girls as well? Bachelorettes. So because there are so many single girls, like there are so many that I just couldn't get myself to just choose one girl to be the featured bachelorette. So I post a new single girl every day on my stories where guys can just go ahead and DM them. But I felt like that was the fairest way to go about it because otherwise I would be leaving out like 500 girls that are in my DMs wanting to be bachelorette of the week. Whereas with guys, it's like hard to track down a good single guy. It's sad. So have you had some success stories? Um, I have two people that are still dating. And yeah, it's hard to like follow once they like are done with the, you know, they're like, yeah, we're dating, but they're all coy about it. And like, a lot of times they're like, I'll, I'll update you when I know more, but things are, you know, slow moving these days. And I can't really keep up with all of them. Yeah, because I mean, we're not post pandemic just yet, but the, you know, cities are opening up, uh, restrictions are being lifted. And I know, I mean, I had a lot of friends that were single during this lockdown and that was like very tough. And they, they were doing some of those FaceTime Zoom dates, which I can't imagine that that was like the most ideal way of dating. So, so now that people are, I mean, it's got to be good news for single folks that they can go out and about now. But what what about people that are hesitant? Like what kind of advice would you give to people that maybe are reluctant to start getting back out there? Because it's already difficult enough. I know it was really hard for my single friends. I mean, I was like thanking God I was in a relationship at that time, honestly, because it gets lonely. Like loneliness is, you know, the hardest thing in life. I honestly think it's one of the hardest things, but you just have to keep reminding yourself that like everybody was in the same boat and you're socially awkward. They're going to be socially awkward. You can bond over your social awkwardness. You also shouldn't pressure yourself, you know, like take things slow, maybe start with just like going out with friends, you know, and, and go from there. But the silver lining of the pandemic was that it kind of normalized FaceTime dates. Whereas like when I was single, if a guy FaceTimed me before we ever met, I would be like, what, are you a serial killer? Like, oh my gosh. But you know, it's kind of normal now. And even though it's a little weird, it could save someone a lot of time. Like there are so many times, especially now that we're on the apps, you know, you are, oh, there's so many, there were so many times when I was on the apps where I was like, oh yeah, I have a date tonight. I feel like it's going to be horrible, but I'm just going to still give it a chance. And like, it was horrible, you know? And if I just FaceTimed with him for five minutes, instead of going on that, you know, wild card date, I would have known not to go on the date and not to, you know, carve out an entire night for, someone that I knew in two seconds wasn't going to work. I'm interrupting the show with a message for you. So if you are on the hunt for a perfect shoe, it's wedding season. Wedding season is upon us. There's summer parties. You know, it's difficult to find those shoes, but look no further because Just Fab has you covered. And when you become a VIP, you'll get your first pair of shoes for only $10 plus 50% off clothing, accessories, and any additional styles you'll fall in love with. I found the perfect summer sandal. Everyone's wearing those heeled thongs. You know what I'm talking about. I found them. They're so cute. So, you know, I had to get them 
two colors. <laughs> and plus, every shoe features a brand new comfort technology. It's called JF Form Foam. It's four millimeters of plush foam padding that forms to your foot so they're super comfortable. So you're going to be able to wear them all night long. So as a VIP member, you'll always shop at VIP prices, plus get access to exclusive sales products and collabs, including... You know, our girl Kelly Rowland's collection for Just Fab, access to curated collection of Fab Kids shoes and clothing. So it is the one place to shop for the whole family and exclusive discounts to amazing partner brands. So how the VIP membership works. So you're going to visit the website anytime between the 1st through the 5th of the month and decide whether you want to shop or skip. If you don't shop or skip the month, by the 5th, you'll be charged $39.95 as a credit towards your next purchase. So it's really just like a gift to your future self. So whether you shop, skip, or get credited, you can always shop at VIP prices. So go to justfab.com slash loveme to become a VIP and get your first pair for only $10. That's justfab.com slash love me to become a VIP and get your first pair for $10. Okay, back to the podcast. The dating apps in general, because again, I didn't use them. You know, you're just swiping right, looking at pictures. Exhausting and boring and yeah. I know people who have had some success stories. Like, you know, my brother had a success story from that. But I feel like it's a lot of times people meet people and they have like, you know, they kind of have common interests anyway, or they like end up having a mutual friend or they run in a similar circle. So it's like, why can't people just be people in the old fashioned way? I mean, do you feel like dating apps are going to be around forever? Or do you think people should maybe go back to this way of just trying to be more face to face and be more, you know? Oh, no. I mean, dating apps are going to 100% be around forever. And there's just going to be more and more and more of them. Um, that's just like the way of the world, you know? And that's the times and you have to, it's either you're in it or you're out of it, you know? So if you're single and you're not on the apps, you're just like losing, you know, tons of opportunities that you otherwise may have to meet someone. And, you know, it's like every, if all the other single people are on it, no one's on it because they're like, oh, yay, dating apps are so much fun. I'm so excited. We're all on it because that's, that's the way it is. That's just really the way it is now. If you're single, you are just like on dating. No one, is anyone doing it the old fashioned way? Of course. And that doesn't mean that the people on the apps aren't also trying to meet people the old fashioned way. Right. Okay. You know, like we're all still going or, you know, my friends are still going, you know, to Montauk on the weekends, the Hamptons. I'm like, going to bars and whatever it is. And that is always, you know, ideal to like have that guy see you from across the bar and come over. Or like, you know, you both press the same floor in the elevator or yeah. whatever it is. I've heard from stories of people that they, you know, maybe didn't swipe on a person or they did and they didn't connect on the app because they were like, I don't really know. I don't, I like, they look at pictures and they're just like yeah. not really sold on a person. And then they end up meeting in person and they like totally hit it off. Well, that's actually like, again, why, like what my like bachelor of the week live is about. It's 90% of my followers are from New York city. A lot of these girls that are tuning into these, to my lives, they're all like, Oh, I've seen him on the apps before or whatever. And then after my live getting to know him, like, it's basically like what me and you are doing. It's just a conversation, but it's essentially me going on a first date. So they don't have to. 
So they're like listening to me and this guy talking. They're like, oh, I didn't think he was cute on the apps, but I like him so much. He's so much funnier than I thought he would be. Or, you know, he's so much cuter in video than he was in his photos. And then they end up messaging them on the apps and connecting. So it sounds like you kind of know either the right questions to ask or the right way to get someone to represent themselves in a way that's going to be more attractive to people a little bit no it's just I mean I would hope so you know I would hope so a little bit but it's more like guys don't photograph well so you know a lot of the times and a lot of times guys are so much more about their personality than they are about you know looks you know a lot of times the girls that would not think that they're cute when swiping think they're cute on video because of their personality and all that so guys if you're listening you need to showcase more of your personality on your yes. profiles. And what about for for girls? What advice would you give to them when they're setting up their profile? Um, I mean, the same thing. Show as much of your personality as possible. You know, for guys and girls, like no selfies. It's better to be cute than sexy, I think. You know, guys, you want to attract someone that's looking for a wife, not a hookup, unless that's what you're looking for, which is fine. As much variety as possible. So like maybe a photo of just you, then a photo of maybe you and your family, a photo of you and your friends, a photo of you doing something that you, you know, on vacation. You know, it's just to give people talking points and a better idea of like who you are as a person. Yeah. Not just the most flattering selfies and thirst traps and filtered. Like, yeah, I feel like pictures that look like the most like you would be helpful. And then what about like, so like for opening lines when the first time you connect or you swipe whatever direction is right, (laughs) swipe right. Uh, I can never, we swipe right. And that first, you know, conversation starts. I've seen so many like funny videos where they like will do like song lyrics and someone doesn't catch on or they'll do some kind of dad joke. What is sort of the best opening line or the best way to start and initiate the conversation? Oh man. I mean, yeah, anything funny is, is good. But honestly, like for me, when I was single, it's like either I would take a look and it's either I'm interested or not, like whether they just say, Hey, or they come up with some funny, like grand, you know, like funny line. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's like either they're going to be excited that you message them or they're not. I mean, it's always best to like have a question so that like, it's an easy thing. So like, even if it's just like, how's your week going, which is pretty standard and boring, but like, you know, if you can point to something and that's in their profile, like, Oh, I see you went to Thailand. You know, I went in 2006 wild times, like, you know, how's your week going or something like that. So that it gives you like a talking point. I know this is maybe like, but like maybe a dating rule of like who asks or initiates, you know, asking for a date first, you know, is it the guy should, the girl should? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty old fashioned, you know, I do think the guy should, with that being said, like if you're talking to a guy for, you know, a couple of days and he hasn't asked yet, like you're just wasting your own time at that point. So if you want to be bold and be like, so are we, when are we going to get drinks? You know, like then just go for it because otherwise it's like, what's, what's the point in all this? You're not looking for a pen pal. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think that there should be a couple words exchanged, you know, like who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? Like, you know, the main points. And then the guy should ask you out. You shouldn't be speaking to someone for like 
you know, a week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about a week. I might be like, I might want to like get to know them a little bit before I decide if I want to like, before I want to, I don't know. That's just me. So like, you're going to go out, let's say first time you're meeting someone, what's an appropriate time to meet a stranger you've not met this person, you know, the old fashioned Mm -hmm. way you're meeting them on an app. Where's like the most appropriate place to meet them for the first time? Um, I mean, you know, any public venue, like not your apartment, not like the park at night or (laughs) even during the day, like, uh, you know, not a dark alleyway, but like, you know, a bar, you know, a nice wine bar, cocktail bar. I mean, if you guys don't drink a coffee shop, I mean, I know some people are very, very much like I like the day date, the lunch date for the first thing. Cause they, you know, it's, it's sort yeah. of like, it's sort of the, the non-committal, like you don't have to worry about the whole, like, so want to come back to my place kind of thing. I had a guy, like he was someone that I knew through someone else. So like, I knew he wasn't like a crazy person. Killer, yeah. yeah, exactly. But for like the first time we went out, he was, he wanted to go get Thai massages no scary (laughs) I love massages so I was like I was like down for it and like and he he was like just like that kind of guy but it was like it was like an aggressive kind of first date because it was like we didn't get to like talk and hang out until like afterwards you know so it was just like all right I mean activities can be fun but it's like don't ask someone to go on a hike for the first no, date. That's very LA, I feel. But especially Runyon thing. Canyon, where it smells like <laughs> dog poop and there's nine thousand people there. Yeah, not my thing at all. I think activities are so cute. I think that the first date should be more about getting to know each other. So it should be more of like a sit down, like talking, even if it's boring. But then second, I usually say third. I usually say first date drinks, second date dinner, third date activity but obviously you know it could be changed around a bit do you believe that the guy should always pay or whoever initiates or asks out should pay or should should there always be an offer to go dutch or what what is your belief on that it's hard this day and age with like feminism and people get really angry i believe the guy should always pay like that's just the way that I was brought up. That's what I'm attracted to. I'm not attracted to a guy that like on a first date would go Dutch with me. It's just not someone that I personally would ever date. So everyone's different. There are some girls that are like, Oh, equal, you know, equality. Don't expect to pay. I want to be, and that's fine. And if that's the type of person that you are, you're going to find, you know, your match. But like, I'm into the guy that wants to pay regardless of, you know, who asked who out, who initiated it, anything like that. Yeah, the wallet grab is great. You know, if the check comes and there's like a awkward pause, like, yes, I think that the girl should go and like do the cute little like grab for your credit card. But I think the move is for the guy to just like pretty quickly pay so that that awkward you know, few minutes doesn't even happen. It is one of those weird things because we are living in a world where it is like women equality and I'm all, I'm all for that, but there is something when it comes to dating and courting that it's the courting that first, you know, at at least initially while you are trying to woo a woman that, you know, you, you, and you're, and you're asking her out and you're picking the place and you're saying, meet me here at this time or whatever it is. 
that, you know, you should pay, you know? And, and then from there, like once it becomes a regular thing and you want to go Dutch, or sometimes if I'm like, Hey, I want to take you to my favorite place now. Of course. I think that could, that's appropriate. I don't know. I mean, listen, I know people that have gotten into stuff with guys and they've become full-blown mooches. The guys? Yeah. Oh, gross. No, I mean, I'm also in general in a relationship. I'm not about the Dutch. Like, like you said, I'd prefer to treat him to something. I feel like you go Dutch with your friend, you know, like you split the bill with your friends, like not with your, someone you're romantic with until you're like in a serious, obviously like right now I live with my boyfriend, right? Of course we split tons of things, mm-hmm. but like we said, in like the courting process, once you're like fully dating someone, it all comes out in the wash anyway. So like, yeah, <laughs> you, you get this, I get the next one. I don't think, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, are there any other like dating, like sort of faux pas? Okay. So, I mean, you know, obviously like try not to sleep with him on a first date, but I think that even a bigger faux pas is if you do sleep with him really early on, do not linger, um, get out of there like ASAP. Like you don't need him to take you to breakfast. Like you want to leave him wanting to take you to breakfast. So that's a huge faux pas. Um, and the lingering, the hoping that like, you're going to cuddle and like, you know, spend the day together, just like, don't leave him wanting more. And for guys don't, always, you know, figure out where she lives, try to meet her close to where she lives, or at least halfway. Don't just automatically like suggest the place, you know, on your block for your first date. And I say for girls, I don't think that a thank you text is necessary. If you thank them in person, you don't need to send that thank you text. I think that that's just like the girl hoping that the guy that's going to like facilitate a conversation. Whereas if the guy wants to see you again, he's going to see you again. All it takes is for him to text you. Yeah, totally. I was, I was going to ask that too, of like the whole, like what happens after the date, is it appropriate to text who should sort of initiate the next, you know, sort of either date or conversation. Like where that's, that is always just like, this the the most awkward where you're just like, all right, well, I'll, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, you know, and <laughs> maybe like, never, oh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, and then it becomes this whole, uh, brain like fuck of like, you know, I, all right, I haven't heard from him. Another day goes by, you know, and then you're just like, am I being ghosted? I said that is, see, this is when dating really begins to suck. Besides like those moments of like, am I being ghosted? What other kind of like red flags do people all too often ignore in, in those very initial, uh, stages? I mean, if he's not like, you know, if he's not texting you asking about like your life, if he's just trying to see you when he wants to see you, like if he's not trying to figure out, you know, how your day went and if he's not remembering things that you spoke about, I think that's a red flag. And if he's trying to get you to come back with him like too early, I think that's a red flag. What about like, okay, because I know I know when you're dating, it's like things are casual and, you know, you should be keeping your, you know, options open. Let's say you don't want to put all your eggs in a basket. But I, I remember that becoming a thing once you realize that you really like someone and you know that they're like seeing other people. Um, I mean, it's so hard, but I just feel like you have to trust your intuition. Like you can 
yes, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So like when I was first dating my boyfriend, I was also kind of casually dating someone else and I kept him around, you know, but eventually like when the time's right, like those other relationships kind of fade. And if it's like really actually going well mutually, like you both just kind of stop dating other people eventually, you know? So you just have to trust your intuition on those things. You just have to be like, okay, like for, I don't know, for my boyfriend, I just never had that feeling like he was dating other people and maybe he was, but as long as you're like their focal point, like the other stuff won't matter. And if you're thinking too much into it, then that probably means that it's not right. And then there's always the X factor, the guy, the guy or the girl who's like recently like fresh out of a relationship and they're dating and it's like, maybe they're not totally over their ex. Is it a red flag or I don't know. I I don't know. Yes. That doesn't mean that, that it can't work. There's a lot of times, there's a lot of relationships that were over long before, you know, they actually are done. So like they're, you know, going through something. I mean, for example, my ex-boyfriend of like, you know, three years, he started dating his now wife, like the day after me and him broke up, AKA he was probably like cheating on her with me, but I mean, with cheating on me with her, but he was fresh out of a relationship and now he's married to her for years with a baby. And you know, they're very happy. Whereas in another scenario, like when I was in a relationship with someone, you know, we did that, we broke up for a couple months then got back together. And in those couple months, like I was still very much in love with him. And I was just kind of dating other people to get him jealous or to get my mind off him or stuff like that. So it could definitely be a red flag, but like, like I said before, it's kind of just like, trust what he says. So if he said, you know, and trust what he does, and it's a combination of those things. So like, if he tells you, um, that he's not ready, then listen to his words, even if he's acting like you're his girlfriend and vice versa. I think so many times people get into these relationships and they, you know, they're going in with a headspace of like, I've just met the one, (laughs) like every single time they're like, I just met the one. And, and that person will say like, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. And they're forgetting whether or not they're choosing not to listen to that. But the person all along is being very honest that they're not looking for anything serious. And then, you know, they're shocked when that person, you know, ends up breaking things off with them because they're not ready for something serious. So I think, I guess it's not so much a red flag if you're not being, you know, delusional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. Know delusional is the word. <laughs> what are some things that you should never say on a first date. There are so many things that if I actually went into like my memory of all my first (laughs) dates, I mean... Like you look like my (laughs) ex-girlfriend? Yeah, like don't say that. Don't comment on like, you know, boobs or butt or anything like that. Don't talk about how much money you have. Don't like start name dropping, you know, be humble don't talk about your ex. None of us really, you know, if you can mention like in passing, but no one wants to hear about like your last relationship on a first date, really, unless it's like, you know, you guys are bonding over something similar. Yeah. Those are kind of a few of the many things that you shouldn't say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then, so let's say you're, you 
have gone on a few first dates with somebody and you're just not feeling it. Yeah. What is like the appropriate way, like in your experience that like that you've broken things off? Like what is the best way to handle it without ghosting someone? Cause that is so fucked up to do. So first of all, I think that if you go on one date with someone and you don't feel like there's any connection, I don't, I personally don't think that that needs to be addressed. Like, I think that it's okay if you just never speak to each other again. So they're hitting you up being like, Hey, I want to go out again. And you just, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, you go on a, you go on a date with someone and not, and they don't hit you up and you don't hit them up. I don't consider that ghosting. I consider that like you met you, it was a mutual, maybe mutual, maybe not, but like you're parted ways and that's that. But let's say they're feeling you and you're not feeling them. Yeah. Then of course. <laughs> so I think that like, let's say you go on one date, then, you know, the next day he's trying to make conversation. I think that you can just make nice conversation with him, but be a little bit short, you know, try to give him the hint. Then he says, you know, would you like to go out again on what are you doing on Wednesday? Blah, blah. blah. And you, then you could be like, so honestly, I had a great time with you. I think that you're such a great guy, but I just don't feel the connection. And that's kind of the best way to do it. Unless there is another reason, you know, maybe there is the whole, like you can, I don't think I sometimes a little white lie doesn't hurt anyone. Like, I just don't feel like I'm in a great space right now to be dating. I realized that after our first date, you know, if you want to go that route, but you know, I guess honesty is always the best policy. You know, it's, it sounds so much simpler to just be like, you know, I think you're great, but I'm just not feeling it. It just, it is so much harder to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier just to like ignore them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't ignore if they're asking I know. a specific question, but if they're just kind of making conversation, you know, you can kind of just be nice and then you don't have to address it until they ask you out again or unless they ask you out again. True. Everyone just be an adult about it. There was this one guy that I dated and I was like super, super into him. He was so cute. So nice. I think we really, really liked each other, but you know, like, because it wasn't anything serious, he was seeing someone else and things started to get a little more serious with her. And he, he did something that no guy has ever done. And he told me, and I was like, damn like that. And he did it in such a way that was like really nice and really respectful. And I've never forgot it. I was like, that's like the nicest person. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever done to break up with me. Like it, it's, it sounds weird to, when you think about it, like that's the nicest thing someone's ever done, like break up with you. But yeah, cause no one's ever had the decency just to be like, Hey, I think you're like wonderful. And I've like really loved like spending time with you and getting to know you. But like, there is someone else that I've been seeing and things are just like progressing with that person. And I want to see where they go. But like, I don't want you to think that like, this has anything to do with you, but like, this is you. just about me and someone else. And I was just like, damn, like, good luck. Like, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I like, I was like, I was like, ouch. But it was just like, and I was just like, if I'm ever in this situation again with someone, I'm going to do exactly what he did. Yeah, no, I think that that was the right move by him. And especially it sounds like you guys have maybe been seeing each other for like a month or something like, you know, like it wasn't just one day or two dates. Like you, you were seeing each other for long enough time where he owed you that explanation and it was mature and good of him to have done that. Which probably was like a lot more difficult to do than just after like a couple of dates, you know, anything else. I mean, cause again, I've been out of the game. I know you're out of the game cause you're in a relationship now. So we're like, Ooh, 
we're like a little, we're a little rusty. So rusty. It's kind of like, it's really difficult. I always have to like go back into my memory as hard (laughs) as I can, even though it's only, I've only been with my boy, you know, you've been in a relationship for like 10 years. I've only been with my boyfriend for two years. So I look at my single girlfriends and that's where I get my like um, ideas and content from a lot of the time. Thank goodness I have them. But you're still trying to bring the single single people of New York together via the Bachelor of the Week. So that's that's amazing. Honestly, like I like it because when I go to New York, I'm gonna literally just refer to your site because I, if I want to go check yes. out, you have you have great spots for brunches, for rooftops, great place to celebrate birthdays. You can search by like neighborhoods, which is really amazing. It's so comprehensive. It's really cool. So. Yes. And please DM me with any specific questions. I'll help you out on your New York trip for sure. I'll help you and Tom out. It's just really, um, resourceful. So, so yeah. And then if, if, uh, you guys know, if you know any really good bachelors in New York please city, send them my way. I'm, I'm trying to think of, if I know any as well, I'll, I'll send any them single guys in the New York area your way. But yeah, you guys, be safe out there when you go back into the dating world. Go slow, go with your friends, you know, have fun. Don't expect to meet your husband on a first date. That's what I would say. I always say, like, think of a first date as going to like meet a new friend. Like, there's always, no matter who you meet, like, they have something that they can teach you, even if it doesn't turn out to be like romantic or friends. Like, you'll just, there's so many times where I went on dates where like I referred back to that date, like two weeks later being like, Oh yeah, the guy I went on that date with to, you know, whatever bar mentioned, you know, that like this place in Europe is a great vacation spot or whatever it is. You just learn something new from everyone from conversations. And so just think of it as like an opportunity to learn something new and, you know, find a new cool date spot. I like that as well. Expectations low keep the bar high. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh, okay. This has been, this has been fun. I like this. I feel like if I, God forbid, if I woke up tomorrow for some reason, just found myself single, like Tom, just like poof. You never just, know. Yeah. He just disappeared. He just was gone. He says that he would never date again and he would just become this like dude that Aww, just, yeah. That's so cute. I don't know what I would do. I would be lost just fully lost, you know? Um, but I feel like maybe I could just, uh, this would, this would be a good place to start. So we got to end with the rage text of the week. So (laughs) if you need a second, you can take a second. Um, but yeah, anything, anyone, whatever. Well, I was going to do a rage text to all, um, underwire bras. Oh yes. So those just like should not exist. I just feel like I'm in prison when I'm wearing one. Um, So I don't know, like we're here in 2021, like there has to be a better way, find that better way. Um, And also to Britney Spears' whole family. I hate you. That's what, that was going to be my rage text to her entire family as well. Fuck. Yeah. Literally fuck fuck them all. Y'all suck. You are all monsters. I hope one day you become a prisoner of your own life as well, because that's what you deserve. I think they should all go to like a special kind of jail for like a year or something. You know, I just think they should get the same kind of treatment with that Britney's got. 
you know, Agreed. like you don't get Agreed. control of your own life. You can't walk out your front door. You have to be evaluated for like 19 hours a week as well. Yeah. That seems, Petition for that. That seems like a great kind of uh, punishment for them. But yeah, anyway, Brittany Tune's family <laughs> fucked underwire bras. Fuck, story. Also fuck <laughs> all bras. But anyways, Alexis, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. Um, everyone, make sure you follow Alexis. It's at NYC Dates Night and it's spelled N-I-T-E. Um yes. and yeah. Anyways, until next thank you. Yeah, until next time. Um, I love you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. Bye.